A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Zane and Miranda. Oh, hey. Yes. Why aren't dogs good dancers? Because they've got two left feet. Yes. Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> it's, but it's, I knew the answer. So good. Uh. Bork, bork, hello, everyone. Bork, bork, hello. I can't believe you did that. Tom's still so happy oh, with no. his joke. I love that. I'm going to be laughing about that all session. Two left feet. Because it's true. They this is why I don't feet. like puns, because I get uh, it. But also. Uh, so good. <laughs> dogs do dance. It's true, but when they do, they're usually on their hind legs, so they only have one left foot on the ground. Uh, Good point. Mm, All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Wow. Just ruin the joke. Well, <laughs> before Zane ruins anything else. Oh, come on, you guys. Um, I really wanted to share um, some information with you about some superstar dogs. Superstar dogs. Superstar. Yeah. Um, oh. Also, my favourite thing. Dogs with jobs. Hooray, yes. dogs with jobs. Dogs with jobs. Superstar dogs with jobs. Yes, yes, both of those things. So um, I want to talk to you about a movie that I saw called Pick of the Litter and I have to share with you the byline of this film because it's the best thing about it. A service dog-umentary. A dog-umentary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you're just rubbing it in now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, two, two left feet was better than that. They know no. their target market. Can I just they put do. it that way? Okay, so Pick of the Litter is um, a Sundance Selects film. So it's done the film festival circuit and it is a documentary or a documentary, if you will, about uh, five guide dog puppies and it goes from when they're born right through to all of their um, being raised by puppy trainers and then going through their really intense training process. Um, So uh, (laughs) just a couple of things. Okay, this is what the movie's about. Uh, It follows the litter from when they're born and follows their quest to become guide dogs for the blind. (laughs) So cameras follow the puppies through their intense two-year process as they train to become dogs whose ultimate responsibility is to protect their blind partners from harm. Along the way, these remarkable animals rely on a community of dedicated individuals who train them to do amazing life-changing things in the service of their human. The stakes are high and not every dog can make the cut. Aww. Only Aww. the best of the best. Only the pick all of the litter. All dogs are the best of the best. Only the pick of the litter. But unfortunately Ugh. not all dogs can become guide dogs. Yeah, so that is true. true. That is but true. luckily we the don't, ones that don't become yeah. guide dogs just get to be really smart, well-trained pets. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we've actually got a little bit. We're, we're trying some new technology here, so yes. bear with us. We're but all we've very got, excited. We've though. got a little bit of the movie's uh, trailer to share with you. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it now. See if it works. Go for it, Zane. Take that command. There's three boys and two girls. Patriot, Potomac, Primrose, Poppet, and Phil. I think you're a bit of a celebrity already. 
puppy raisers, teach them manners, teach them foundation, and expose them to the world. I'm a veteran, so Patriot is going to be my best friend. <laughs> oh, Patriot. Patriot. Patriot is, um, he, he features a lot in the film. So mm. there are mm. five of them. They're Poor all- Phil. Yeah, we were talking about this before. <laughs> Poor Phil. Yeah. Phil's the favorite, guys. Oh. Is he? Oh. Yeah, he was is the that first- a spoiler? Man, he Phil was the, the no, underdog. So when a litter is born, this is um, the documentary is made in the United States. So it's following dogs um, associated with Guide Dogs for the Blind, which is the American um, organization, or one of quite a few actually, who uh, produce guide dogs and assistance dogs for various other things mm. as well. Um, there's a whole interesting network, and you get to see a little bit of it in the film. But when the litter is born, so they have breeder dogs and then they have a litter and all the dogs in the litter get a name starting with the same letter. So that's why they all start with oh. P. And except for them, Phil. Not yeah, a but they, but they a ran P, out of they ran out of beautiful P names. Well, it was one of the first ones that they all sort of went, we should name one of them Phil. Yeah, we should name one of them Phil. They call Phil the sentimental favourite. Um, Patriot turns out to be quite a rambunctious uh, papa. Mm, like all Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, well suited. Yeah. Primrose and Poppet are the two lovely ladies of the pair, and one of them does end up becoming a breeder, not a guide dog. Um, and the end of the movie finishes with her giving birth to her first litter. So it does the Aww. full what circle. Letter? Yeah. What letter? What letter? Do they yeah. I'm not sure what letter they get. From a P dog, do they get like? We should come the up next, with a letter. I don't know. Q? And then think of. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, the Q comes after Q. P. Uh, Q. You, Qu- I don't know Qu- how quintet, that works. Uh, uh, Quirrell. Queenie. Uh, Qu- Queenie. Um. Um. Uh, 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 Quest. Quest. It's, it's pretty good. And uh, Quentin. And Quentin. Yeah. Is that okay, part? we did it. We did it. <laughs> yeah, cool. There you go. There you uh, go. For your next litter. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're not going to do this <laughs> no. for the rest of the episode. Oh, look, <laughs> I would love to be a professional dog namer. Actually, that would be amazing. <laughs> Bring well, me your dog. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right at the I start. I love this one. Roger. <laughs> right at the start of the film, there's like five or six people are all in this room seem to spend quite a fair amount of time naming the dogs. Uh, Of course, that would be one of the best parts of their job. You'd want to do it well, (laughs) yeah. So um, I I saw this this movie in the cinema and I really should have drunk some more water or something before I went in (laughs) because I started crying right in that first scene and I didn't stop until the end. Um, So you you see them be born and be named and then go off to their uh, puppy raisers who uh, take them through their first part of their training, basically teach them manners and and bring them up a little. And then they go into this really hardcore sort of um, uh, process where they get tested before before they can go into the next part of the training. And yeah, if they yeah. fail those tests, yeah. they just get cut immediately. Bye. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they don't even like give them any second chances whatsoever. No, nah, just like, it. oh, wow. sorry. Personality is wrong. They go through a full like physical medical. So if like their hips aren't aligned properly or yeah. something, off you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do all go to homes and there's uh, most of It is like. I guess it's kind of like the army for dogs. It is yeah. like the army yeah. for dogs. Uh, but. Uh, 
some of them go through a few different puppy raises because they've got to try and find a home that's the right fit for the type of yep. the dog. And they spend a lot of time and effort and money putting yeah, resources yeah. into raising these dogs and only, you know, a small percentage of them actually make it to the end and become guide dogs. So it was yeah. really interesting to, to cover that whole process. I've got a couple of reviews from the film. Um, if you go into Rotten Tomatoes, you'll find that the critics <laughs> 100% fresh not rotten. Oh, wow. um, the audience rating was 92% liked it. That's, what that's monster doesn't what 8% like percent <laughs> of people yeah. did not like this movie? Though in saying a that, movie full of rotten tomatoes, they are very harsh. Sometimes. A bit harsh, a bit harsh. So like that's that's amazing. That's that's probably one of the highest highest ones I've heard. Yeah, well, it's I'm hard gonna, to go I'm, wrong. I'm calling you out now. How yeah, you yeah, yeah, like this, this movie? So you the critics' are, consensus you, was your broken piece. Island, we know you're there. Get onto that eight percent in your country. Uh, the critics' consensus was pick of the litter has all the fluffy adorableness audiences expect from a puppy documentary, along with a story that's as edifying as it is heartwarming. A mm. uh, couple more the Sydney. Morning Herald review said uh, that Pick of the Litter makes the perfect family film, especially if you're looking for an antidote to Marvel or DC. So they're just really yeah. hitting yeah, home. That's, that's Enough fair. superheroes. Yes. We've got dog heroes right here. You have seen how in Captain Marvel they've included a cat to kind of edge in on that market. What? Just saying, guys, <sighs> dogs, you better Wait, watch out. Marvel's does, coming for does, your, uh, your no, movie market. No, I'm not does, taking the, uh, does the cat have superpowers? I don't know. I don't know. Don't all cats have super? This is oh, okay. not the cat yeah, actually, podcast. Well. If you want to listen to the cat podcast, uh, check out Who Wants to Be a Cat also on That's Not Canon. Uh, Everyone wants like, to be just, a cat. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, everybody. And finally, David Stratton, the most famous of reviewers, um, his review in The Australian starts off not so great but finishes well. <laughs> the film adopts a fairly bland and unquestioning approach, but the patience of the trainers and the charm of their sometimes unruly canine charges never ceases to impress. Yeah, I well, can't imagine this documentary is going in to say something or prove something. There's part of your 8% though. Like, yeah, uh, David Stratton. Yeah. David Ooh, Stratton. You have no heart. Uh, anyway. If you want to check out Pick of the Litter, you can um, look up their and their website. There's a website for the, the show. Uh, you can also find links from Guide Dogs for the Blind USA. And if you are interested in becoming a puppy raiser, um, you can check out the information available on Guide Dogs for the Blind if you're in America or if you are one of our many Australian listeners, uh, go to Guide Dogs Australia, click on Get Involved and Become a Puppy Raiser. There's some basic requirements there. They basically, um, you raise the puppy for the first 12 months and you're committed to doing a certain oh, amount training. of training with yep. them. Yep. Yep. And then you have to hand them back. Uh, uh, but the good news is that if they don't make it through the next portion of the training, they always offer them back to the host family <laughs> first. And uh, it's Do they have to be single dog households? No, they don't have to be. Because that would be that might be good if this you, is how I get my second dog. No, ah. no. <laughs> um, and then it, I just train it poorly and they hand it back. <laughs> um, as you might be aware, guide dogs have a, a, a you know, working life and then they, mm. Be, mm. they get retired and the same thing happens. So they're, they're humans who they have been in service of for mm. quite some time um, often keep them. Uh, so they get a new dog. Uh, as a pet. <laughs> and they yeah, keep their old dog, guide yeah. dog as a pet. Um, so they stop working when they're, when they're 10, yep. if not before yeah, they standard. get retired. Yeah. Um, 
But it's really quite amazing to see what they're capable of and that process of um, there's there's I said before that Patriot is a bit of a favourite in the film. He gets a lot of screen time because <laughs> he has a bit of a troublesome process. And um, in the end he ends up going, um, sorry, I don't want to spoil it, but he ends up going back to one of his puppy raisers who mm-hmm. is an um, ex-vet. You heard him oh, in the okay. clip just before. Yep. So he essentially goes back to be an unofficial assistance dog to this um, vet who's yeah, suffering yeah. PTSD. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, yeah, so different kind of service yeah, dog. Yeah, different kind yeah. of service dog. So like a therapy dog. Yeah, yeah. a therapy yeah, dog. Awesome. And apparently that happens to a lot of the dogs who don't make it in the program. They end up going to other services to become other kinds of support dogs. Less so, intense training. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I could talk <laughs> about this for hours, but we've got to do breeds and tips and tricks. <laughs> well, we do. Uh, I, have a, I have a story. It was story, and it's it's a, it's an interesting follow up to our pick of the litter review. Uh, <laughs> we haven't done a breed yet. We're going out of order. Oh, we are going out. The of people order. will riot. Yes. Please, the pe- please, <laughs> let's not riot. People. We have to. to well, uh, do you have a breed that yes, perhaps starts with we do. P? Uh, I do have a breed that's. Uh, oh my god, I do have a breed that's. Patriot, with P. Phil, Primrose, Poppet, Potomac, and Pug. Pug. They no, no Phil? probably. <laughs> Pugs will probably never be chosen as guide dogs, unfortunately. No, they're too little. Um, and, come and opinionated. With a, come with a variety of health problems. Um, but we'll get to that later on. Um, so I'm reading dogtime.com. They have a bunch of, uh, you know, dog information on all different types of breeds. And so we'll just uh, give you some of their information that they will give us. Um, so pugs are often described as a lot of dog in a small space. That's a um, cute visual. They are sturdy. Well, it's about as cute as a pug. It's so true. So true. They are sturdy, compact, and are part of the American Kennel Club's toy toy group and are known as clowns of the canine world because they have a great sense of humour and like to show off, which is so true. We have one called Paco. He is He's basically a potato. Um, they also look a lot like potatoes from different angles. That's um, just another great thing. I've never thought of it like that, but about now that pugs. I am. Yeah, yeah. So the more you think about it. The more potato the pug, they become. Pug or potato. Yeah, pug potato. Is, is just the canine variety of potato. Maybe that's yeah. a fun game yeah. we can play on our Facebook. <laughs> pug or potato. Uh, so the pug's comical face with deep wrinkles around the big dark eyes and flat round face can't help but make you smile. It is believed that the pug's name comes from the Latin word for fist because his <laughs> face resembles a human fist. Uh, that's a I one. Mean, that's really nice. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> pugs are clown at, clowns at heart, but they carry themselves with dignity. Um, pugs are playful dogs, ready and able for games, but are also lovers and must be close to their humans. Pugs love to be the center of attention and are heartsick if ignored. Oh, yeah. isn't everyone like I'm heart? Uh, yeah, I'm. I, uh, ignore me, please. No. <laughs> uh, pugs are square and thick set, usually weighing no more than twenty pounds. Um, uh, kilos for Australians. Let's let's just calculate. A little bit that seven, seven to nine. Ish. Yeah, nine kilos. Yeah. Uh, so a maximum of nine kilos for your pug there, Australians. Um, where am I? Their heads are large and round with large round eyes. Um, they have deep and distinct wrinkles on their faces. Legend has it that Chinese, who mastered the breeding of this dog, prized these wrinkles because they resembled good luck symbols in their language. 
Um, especially prized were dogs with wrinkles that seemed to form the letters for the word prince in Chinese. How about that? <laughs> that seems so specific. Yeah. Um, it's not written here, except I'm pretty sure they were like Chinese royalty dogs, and that probably shouts out to that a bit as yeah. well. Um, the moles on the pug's cheeks are called beauty spots. His <laughs> muzzle or mask is black with a clearly defined thumb mark uh, on the forehead and a black trace down the center of the back. His ears are smooth, black, and velvety. He has a characteristic undershot jaw. The lower teeth extend slightly beneath the upper teeth and a tightly curled tail. <laughs> In an ideal situation, like I've seen a lot of pugs that look weird for pugs. Yes. Like with, yes. with like long tails or like yeah. jaw I, shapes. I think um, the majority of those strange looking ones are actually crossed, except the pug, I'm pretty sure the pug gene is like the dominant gene. <laughs> so they still look pretty much like pugs, Squishy. but like they'll have like a long snout out of nowhere and you're like, what? What's going on with that pug? <laughs> There's something wrong yeah. with your pug. Personality-wise, pugs are happy and affectionate, loyal and charming, playful and mischievous. They are mm. very intelligent. However, they can be willful, which yeah. makes them makes training a challenge. If I had to pick a word to describe pugs in it's, my experience, it's willful. It's stubborn. <laughs> it's stubborn. <laughs> they uh, know what they want yeah. to do and what they don't want to do. <laughs> um, while pugs can be good watchdogs, they aren't inclined to be yappy. Um, something your neighbours will appreciate. If trained and well socialised, well socialized, they get along well with other animals and children because they are a small, quiet breed and are relatively um, inactive when indoors. They are a good choice for apartment dwellers due to the flat shape of the pug's face. No, sorry. <laughs> That's a new because sentence. Because of their face. Because they of their like face. To be in they apartments. are so good for apartments. No. New sentence. <laughs> due to the flat up. shape of the dog, the pug's face, he does not do well in extremely hot or cold weather and should be kept no. indoors. Um, they have a lot of breathing troubles. Um, pugs have a short double coat and are known for shedding profusely if you live with a pug, it's a good idea to invest in a quality vacuum cleaner. So And a brush. And a brush, mm. most definitely. For, and, for and skin those, health, usually brushing. Mm, mm, those necessary. sticky things to get hair off your yeah. clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so they haven't and mentioned it in this particular um, website, um, but pugs do come with a fair share of health problems. Um, pugs. Just because they are a... You know, a gene mismatching pool, essentially. Yeah, well, they're they're a breed that has been bred mm. not for healthiness, not for but healthiness, for but for appearance. Yes, yeah. yes. The extreme of dog appearance. Yes, yeah. that squished in face. Um, and um, also, um, like when you trim any pug's nails, it sounds a bit like an exorcism. I, ha- I can <laughs> I can think of no other way to describe it, uh, because they their paws are very sensitive. Um, so it's it's pretty pretty harsh oh, on them, poor the poor little buggers. Um, but they they obviously need to get it done. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, just take them to a groomer because they might be a bit hard to manage in that case, and you don't want to hurt them. Oh, um, no. But they are beautiful, lovely little creatures, and they do have so much personality. In if they such like you, small bodies, they're great friends. <laughs> Definitely. If they don't like you, they will just sit there and stare at you until you leave. <laughs> we have another one um, called Bentley at work, and he sounds like a vacuum cleaner when he howls. So Aww. he's just like, <laughs> that's exactly how he sounds. Like he's, wow. it's just like, oh, 
He's so cute. <laughs> he's so cute because he's I, quiet. Oh, well, no, it's, it's really funny because uh, there was a particular week where Bentley was being really loud through the day with these, like, these howls and, yeah. the, like, it would sort of ramp up. And um, the owner came and picked him up one day and was like, oh, like, has Bentley been getting really loud lately this week? And we were like, yeah, how, how did you know that? And she was like, oh, we put him on a diet recently and we haven't been feeding him in the mornings. So Bentley was just hungry and getting very loud and upset at the fact that he was hungry. Poor Bentley. Um, but uh, as soon as she started feeding him again in the mornings, he just didn't do it. So <laughs> it's really quite funny. Oh, um, my. I yeah. feel so sad for Bentley. Um, but that uh, that is uh, typical, atypical of uh, pugs. You'll just get these wonderful little natures with beautiful little quirks and they'll – They'll Strong make you laugh in in they're any scenario. Funny. I think they're just yeah. they're funny looking. If you want to smile, get a pug. Like <laughs> they will, they will just make you happy. I think that's a quote to go up in lights, mm, isn't mm. it? If you want <laughs> to, to smile, smile get, get a pug. pug. You should you should be a pug salesman. I might be door to door pug salesman. One day the door oh, to door. Can you imagine pug someone salesman. just walking door to door with, with an armful of pugs? <laughs> <laughs> Which pug do you want? <laughs> interest you in a pug? Yeah. They may be willful, but they make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're ready right for your, we're ready your, for your story, story now. now. Well, I feel the bad because no you both rebel. come in with uh, such positive. <laughs> Positive things about oh, dogs. No, and I've no. It's it's a legitimate <laughs> scientific study. He is for positive, also for Patriot, Phil Primrose, Poppet, Potomac, and Pugs. The first p word I can find in this <laughs> <Correct>. article <laughs> is I can't find one. Oh. Published. Oh, well, uh, yes. Uh, is your dog super smart? Lol, Probably. No. My dog is. Zane, yours isn't. You have a cat. (laughs) Dogs are smart, but they aren't special. (gasps) Scientists recently examined hundreds of studies on dog intelligence, compared them to to research into the minds of other smart animals. So researchers found- What are these other smart animals, please? Mm. I'm about to go on to that. Yeah, come on. Researchers found that dogs are among the smarter of carnivores, uh, social hunters and domestic animals, but they don't stand out from other smart animals in any of those categories. So basically while dogs Mm. are smart, they're not significantly smarter than a number of other animals that also fit into the same ecological strata that they do. I believe that the research this is based on was obviously biased. Well, it is with it. Uh, So (laughs) through a significant body of, though a significant body of research has examined dog cognition previously, much more so than the brains of similar creatures, they found that to justify the sheer volume of work that's been devoted to the topic. So they think that dogs have been overstudied with the predisposition to prove that they are smart. But that's probably true. Oh, yeah. So they yeah, think that yeah. scientists have gone in to go to prove how smart dogs yeah. are rather than to observe how smart they actually are in comparison to yes, other animals. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, that does yeah, make a <laughs> lot of sense. The smartest things dogs ever did was make themselves attractive to humans. Yeah. Like to just say, well, hey, yeah, like here's a species I this, could get on board with. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I guess it sort of depends on what you view as intelligent. Like, I think their social and emotional intelligence far outweighs pretty th- much every other animal, even. See, I like, think that they just are really well matched to hu- what humans want. Oh, yes. Emotionally. And, and, and that's because humans have. <laughs> yeah. Because dined it so. Really, I was reading yeah. an article the other day. I don't need to derail from dogs. No. But crows. 
have been taught how to use tools and now they no longer need to be taught how to use tools. They're teaching each other and their children and they're improvising new tools from the tools that they've already learned how to use. I'm as scared in, As in crows. crows, the birds. Crows, the birds. I'm scared of crows Corvids. now. Crows so and so ravens scary. are teaching each other how to use tools. That is scary. the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Until they learn how to use lockpicks. Oh, or, or shotguns <laughs> and other weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, well, they don't have opposable <laughs> thumbs yet, so... <laughs> Uh, Dodge the bullet there, everybody. (laughs) So these scientists examined more than 300 studies of dog cognition um, and they compared them with studies from results from other um, carnivores, social hunters and domestic animals. So these included wolves, cats, spotted hyenas, chimpanzees, dolphins, horses and pigeons. I knew dolphins would be there. Pigeons? Mm. Pigeons. Yeah, pigeons. Pigeons pigeons have got- um, Homing. Well, no, it's that that whole like working together thing. They're also very good at recognizing individual people. Yeah, yeah. So they oh. can, so if you mistreat pigeons, uh, they will remember that you have mistreated them. The same as if you give them food, they will remember that you are someone who will give them food. So uh, they can be only Zane could you. see it then. But I was raising my eyebrows in a very shocked expression. <laughs> um, uh, most birds will do that. Um, yes, uh, magpies. I'm sure. Yes, that, uh, that's get how you, very impressionable. You're not, you're not meant to feed them. Yes. But if a magpie is harassing you, just feed it a couple of times and it'll yes. stop harassing you. Yes. If also, well, like it'll mag- start harassing magpies, you for food. Yeah. I, I think magpies have a, have, a, have a poor name that isn't well suited because usually it's, it's rambunctious, loud, stupid people <laughs> that sort of suffer the wrath of these these magpies who are just trying to look after themselves. So yeah. go yeah. easy on them, folks. So, uh, so they've... <laughs> One of the indicators of intelligence was the ability to distinguish, both recognize and distinguish human voices. So, and so both dogs, cats, chimpanzees, pigeons, they all can pretty much do it. Mm. Um, The best at it are the more domesticated animals, so dogs and cats. But there's no real exposure. There's no real difference in the number of voices that the different species can identify and recognize. So they're of about the same intelligence yep, in that yep, yep, yep. aspect. So basically what they've discovered is that there has been in the past a predisposition to consider dogs intelligent and then try to demonstrate that through science yes. mm-hmm. rather than actually investigate how intelligent dogs are. Yeah. So at the end they're basically saying that they're going to continue, re- that more research into dogs is necessary, Yes, um, but while taking a more broad approach into animal cognition. That's really cool. So rather than focusing specifically on dogs because they are overrepresented in the scientific literature. Definitely. Yeah. Mm, Mm, mm. mm, mm. So you all, you all thought that I was coming in with an anti-dog sentiment. Well, and I was just saying that sometimes people are a bit blinded by their love for dogs. Happily blinded exactly. by their love for dogs. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing up my dog's disability? And now I can see and How I don't you? like How it. dare you? You know my dog only has one eye. Look, <laughs> as soon as the dog's in the room, I'm blinded by my love for that dog. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, I think that's that's the end of another yeah, episode. That, that essentially, we made us it up. to the P episode. This episode was brought to you by the letter P and science. And that's not Canon Productions. And that's not Canon Productions. <laughs> uh, thank you. That's not Canon Productions. Um, you can find us on Facebook, um, Plufan Papa. Ampersand. 
Ampersand. Floof Ampersand Papa. Uh, okay. no, podcast. No, no. Okay. Or just um, at Floof and Papa A-N-D. Yes. Mm. Um, and you can also find us on That's Not Canon website with a bunch of other wonderful podcasts. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you all. This has um, been fun. It's well, thanks good. for coming, Miranda. Yeah, so Miranda. next week we'll be back to our regular hosts, Taylor and Tom. Yes. The Taylor Indeed and Tom shall. show. Taylor and Tom show. And hey, Tom. Zane, yes. maybe <laughs> you and I could have like the Zane and Miranda show <clears throat> and we'll call it <laughs> Fluffy and uh, Dogger. Uh, <laughs> I really <laughs> thought you were going to say Pooper then. Well, no, I thought no, about it and could, then I didn't. No, if you called it Pupper and Floof, so just <laughs> oh yeah, back yeah, to the front. Yeah, just Pupper Just to and floof. really, really drive and it we'll into us. And we'll be Pupper n like apostrophe and apostrophe uh, instead of ampersand. Because yeah. apostrophe and apostrophe is so much easier but, to say. But than amp- ampersand sounds so much cooler. I know it does. <laughs> I love to say it. Okay. Anyway. That concludes that episode, everybody. Bork, bork. Goodbye. 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 The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber. In order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you find podcasts. Oh, that's Not Canon kind of Productions podcast. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 